Hello, Lime Ninjas. This is Lime Ninja Radio, where we help you think clearly so you can navigate confidently through your own personal Lime journey. Everybody's journey is different, and a cookie-cutter approach just doesn't work for Lyme disease. You need ninja skills. I'm your host and acupuncturist, McKay Rippey, and this is episode number 96 with special guest and Lyme ninja, Karen Smith, who is one of the co-founders of Red Shoe Day, a day of remembrance for those who have lost the battle with Lyme disease. And with us in the studio is our certified show producer and the brains behind LimeNinja.com, Aurora. Hello, and I'm really excited about today's episode because... Red Shoe Day is about honoring those who have passed. And I'm really proud that this is our third annual interview we've conducted to support Red Shoe Day. It is. I remember one of our first episodes way back when was with Karen and her partner who helped found Red Shoe Day, Lisa Hilton. And they were just so warm and welcoming, and I was so nervous as a new podcaster. It was just one of my favorite memories. And we're happy to come back every year and just to support this day. We think it's the best thing in the world. Besides, you get to wear red shoes. (laughs) Now, before we get into today's interview, I want to make sure everybody has downloaded our Brain Fog Breathing Cheat Sheet. It's a great technique. It helps to clear brain fog. It's easy to do. It doesn't cost you anything. Just go get it. So if you haven't yet gotten it, head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com, front slash brain fog. That's all one word, front slash brain fog. And just sign up to get it. All righty. Aurora, tell us a little bit more about today's guest, Karen Smith. In 2009, Karen came down with a case of Bell's palsy, and after months of ineffective treatment and trips to specialists, a suggestion that her symptoms might be due to an underlying autoimmune disorder inspired her to do more research and helped her to discover Lyme and Lyme symptoms in July 2010. Nowadays, Karen is working to help the people of Australia learn about Lyme disease and other invisible illnesses. She created Lyme Australia Recognition and Awareness, the website, and is a co-creator of the Global Lyme and Invisible Illness website and co-creator of Red Shoe Day. Thank you, Aurora. And here's our interview with Lyme Ninja, Karen Smith. Karen, welcome to Lyme Ninja Radio. Thanks for having us again this year. It's so good to connect with you, even if it's once a year, this seems to be a, a regular meeting, almost like a little audio vacation. I get to go to Australia and hang out with you for a few minutes. It's, you know, it, and that's, I really appreciate the fact that we can do this each year. It'll be, you know, just to, to get the word out in a different format and having, having the, the Lime Ninja Radio do that each year has been great. So. Now, before we get into Red Shoe Day proper, would you mind telling us, you've had some ups and downs over the past year. Where where are you with your Lyme recovery? At the moment, I'm doing better than I was last year when I was talking to you guys. Um, I've had the recent mold exposure. We were talking about that. I remember I've had, since had my, I've had my pick Lyme removed and just... Ironically, I'm not sure if ironic is the word, 
I've had Mulder exposure again, just tested 60-odd to Aspergillus again in my blood. So I've had exposure there somewhere and um, having a few issues with, with a clot in the arm where the pickle line was removed. So, But all in all, my health is picking up slowly. I'm, I'm just in you know, a couple more issues. My immune system is picking up and still on that trip to, to relocate south because the heat still still knocks me about. But this year I'm finding the brain's a little bit better. Um, this this year's been a bit rough emotionally. We've lost a few more people. Um, some of those being friends, it always makes it, it tougher. Any any death is, is quite hard. So I find myself um, starting to... It wasn't a conscious thing, but I noticed as this that I've been pulling back from talking a lot to people, and um, I think that happened even before I lost a a friend in February. You know, Scott and I connected through through Limeworld, but also through the science. He was, you know, a self declared science nerd, as am I. So <laughs> um, we connected in the group and through that. So. That was kind of rough, and I think I've sort of been pulling away, thinking if I don't talk to people, their deaths aren't going to be that hard. And it's it's only something I acknowledged to myself when we um, the last in May we lost quite a few people, and quite a few that were um, very common, not common, constant in Lion World. Um, Gary was one over in America who. Was there from the time I, you know, started raising awareness in 2011. He he passed. So a lot of Americans, you know, and I guess some of the the earlier Australians that would have been friends with him felt that there was a 22 year old that took a lot. You know, there was a lot of people, and and we sort of when you're doing red shoe day or posting and doing your remembrances, you tend you don't lose your emotion, but you tend to try and you know this is. You still have to do that type thing, so you you distance yourself a little bit. So um, there was a German lady who passed the 30th, 31st of May. Christine was her name, and um, I saw that, and I just burst into tears and couldn't stop crying for days. And I think I spoke to Lisa about it. The thing with that was... She was also, you know, she was one of us. She was a mum who was trying to raise awareness. Who, you know, she'd organised a, she had a Facebook page. She had two teenage boys, one toddler. She'd organised a conference and either Safi come over and talk for that. So she'd done an awful lot for Lyme awareness. So I think that's, that was kind of a, um, an eye opener for me, so to speak, as, like I said, I didn't really pull away from people consciously, but I realised at that time or after that time that you know, even if you don't talk to someone, if you're connected to them, because she was on my page, we didn't talk a lot, she, but she was there. She was in Germany. We shared each other's posts. She was raising awareness over there. So it was just the fact that she was a constant in Lyme world and she was suddenly gone. She had... Um, Stem cell treatment was had helped her in India. She'd gone to India for stem cell treatment, and I believe she'd taken her mother over there this time, and she, you know, sudden heart attack. So, um, so that was just a shock, and I guess an eye opener with with the fact that when you've got people constantly in your life raising awareness of Lyme, it's not necessarily 
any easier if they pass suddenly. So that's, uh, you know, going through a bit of growth with all this at the moment. And with Red Shoe Day, you know, we, we do a lot of death is a tough subject for some people. It's a tough subject no matter what, but, you know, we like to, um, especially with the Red Shoe Day, turn that sadness into a celebration of life and remember that they were here so and helping helping the families through you know a really difficult time and, and connecting each other so you know, it's been you, a journey yes it is a journey i just went <laughs> to calling hours for a patient a couple weeks ago and he was an older man who lived a full life and we have rituals that we do in our communities when somebody nearby us, uh, you know, even if it's in the same country, we'll travel and you go to a funeral or calling hours or some so- sort of memorial service. And online, we don't have that. And mm. that doesn't make the grief any less substantial, any less real. And there's not a way. So really, Red Shoes Day is a way to begin to to do that, to come together as a, a community, albeit maybe a web-based community, uh, maybe not so much as a, a land-based, a bricks-and-mortar community, <laughs> so to speak. But it's important to, to do that. And, and these services are as much to help us through the grief or help us feel the grief. And if you can express any emotion, I believe, you can you can begin to move on. And that doesn't mean you forget, but it means that you don't get stuck there. And if you're in a Lyme community, you're dealing with, you have lots of friends who are very, very sick. And so and that, some of them are going to pass. It's it's going to happen. And some of them are going to give up and, and take their own lives. And that's a very sad thing. And if we don't have a mechanism to acknowledge the grief and to express the grief and to, and to do something constructive with it, then we can really just get stuck and want, like you said, and withdraw from the community. And then that's, that can be even worse. Cause then you have the, the loneliness on top of the grief and, and that's really difficult to deal with. So the Red Shoes Day is, is I think a wonderful, wonderful event and that's and that's it you know we we, um i was just talking to carol a little earlier tonight because this year we've had a few people ask you know do you have something we can wear do you have pins or do you have this or that so lisa you couldn't join us um we've both got a crazy couple of weeks and she's got family there and let's, our let's pause time. for a second because not everybody knows who lisa oh. is so why don't you just introduce lisa lisa's my partner in lime crime <laughs> um we co-founded global lime and invisible illness and red shoe day uh, our first interview was with with us all but that was quite hard to to the different time zones and everything and I think last year we didn't navigate it. We both had a couple of, we both had a rug of time around this last year. And at the moment, Lisa's um, got family up and I've got a couple of busy days coming ahead. And next week I have a funeral, a family member's, or my family related funeral, not line related. And of course, when I post a death, everyone, you know, the question is, is this another line patient? 
because people are used to me doing that. It's like, no, this one's personal. So this year, yes, we're doing it. You know, but Lisa's actually also getting out there. So she's doing Zazzle this year with a few different red shoe day shirts and pins if people want to do that rather than the red shoes. So, um, so yeah, that's why I was talking to Carol earlier. But I was chatting to Carol and, and you know, hold, hold on, we have one more. So who's, can we introduce Carol as well? Sorry, Carol. Um, well, this is a good thing to say to people. Carol is Carol is theatre's mum. Um, so this year, uh, the last two years, they've generally had a gathering at um, Cottesloe uh, in Western Australia to remember theatre. People will get together and also to remember, you know, over in Western Australia, there is also um, Bevan, who was last February. We wore red shoes for him last year. There's been a number of... Um, couple of guys over there whose family would prefer that, you know, their, their names. Not everyone, it's hard for everyone. You know, sometimes the grieving process needs to be private for people and we try to respect that. So, you know, there's a couple of, and then Bryce, who was 25 um, over in Western Australia, he chose to end the suffering on his own terms in November last year. So his mum will be wearing her red shoes for the first time this year and Carol is finding as the years go on, it's it's becoming a little bit more difficult the time, you know. So she's taking a step out of the line groups because that constant reminder is quite tough. But Red Shoe Day, that she loves Red Shoe Day because it's a celebration of of the life. And she said she just had a visitor from, you know, a few years ago that reminded her of of um, how when theatre was alive, like when she. Before she got sick, she loved to dance all the time. And um, when she got sick, he said, do you remember when you used to drive theatre and, and sleep out in the van so that theatre could come in and dance to a couple of songs and then she could come out and lie down and have a, have a bit of a snooze to come back? And, you know, this was before she was actually housebound. This was just as she was sick. So she said, I love those memories. And that's what Red Shoe Day is about, is the memories and allowing people. Because in our community, we... There's a lot of people, I think we discussed this in the first year, death is a topic that can scare most people. People don't know how to deal with death. Some people, you know, a lot of people, there's no there's no right way. Everyone deals with death and grief in their own way. But we're traditionally, when someone dies, people tend not to bring it up because they don't want to upset people. And, you know, this sadness or this emotion scares people, so they, they tend not to talk about it. You know, when, when a family loses a loved one, if I'm talking to them and, you know, we're doing Red Shoe Day, it's, I generally ask, how would you like me to refer to them, you know, in the present tense? In that, And a lot of people still like to speak as if, you know, they're still with us, which they still are. Their, their memories are still here. They still walk to this earth. So I think that's what we facilitate on Red Shoe Day because in a community where death is a very common factor, People are scared to talk about it in case they're next. Or, you know, we've had people say, I don't want to share that death in case my family thinks I'm going to take my own life. Or, you know, we've just lost someone, I'm too scared. So it's actually, while we're wearing red shoes and we say we wear red shoes for those that are still marching on as the poem and the song goes, um, we're also, it, it's more, it's a day where 
um, I guess as a way to explain it, you know how you have Remembrance Day or Memorial Day in America? You have Memorial Day to remember the, 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 soul, the ones gone, but then you also have the day to remember the ones still. We, sometimes with Red Shoe Day, people can, we don't want to use it as a day to try and say, hey, you know, we need to raise Lyme or invisible illness awareness. We have 365 days of the year to do that. You know, this is a day to, to celebrate the lives of those past. So it's about good memories rather than, you know, being angry that we're being denied and that people are dying, which of course we are, but this is more for the families and it's a day that they can talk about their loved ones and it's, it's for them, so, and for us because we get to remember them in a, a non, I don't know what the word is, I was going to say non-threatening way, but that's not really the word I'm looking for, in a less sad way. Yes, in a gentle way. Yes, thank you. Let's say gentle. Now, if people are inspired and moved and want to participate in some way, just connect with this movement and this red shoe day happens once a year toward the end of july and it actually ends up being a weekend because of all the time zone things so if you wear your red shoes sometime on the weekend you'll be in good shape and, That's but, right. to, but to find out more or to post about someone that they've lost in particular or to to see what else is going on in the community how is the facebook page the best way what's the best way for people to begin to connect with red shoe day at the moment, we do a yearly event page, so that's up now for 2016. So if they Google Red Shoe Day, a day of remembrance, that should come up in their search engines. Alternatively, our um, organisation has its Facebook page, which is Global Line and Invisible Illness. Um, so, again, that will come up on the, on the, the Facebook search engines or even on the website. Um, which they'll be, you know, if on the website there's there's the Red Shoe Day um, tab there, which which has a lot of different explanations on um, the day, how it all began, has the shoes from 2014 and 2015. Uh, our previous interviews are up there. There's also the links to memorial sites um, and there is there's the link that Lisa does on what is Lyme which is and I have one on, on Lyme Australia which is the Australian one so if anyone else knows ones from different countries too feel free to share those with us but they're all up on the website as well so if Red Shoe Day or Global Lyme and Invisible Illness if you Google those um you, you should come across it quite easily. Uh, our Facebook address too is at Global Line, an invisible illness organisation. I've just flicked to that now. The top post on that is, is actually the event. Um, and then what's, go, what's the deal with the Zazzle, the T-shirts? Um Lisa's putting them up at the moment. We've we've got one. We spoke to Carol about that. Um, are they there yet? Yes, they are up there. There'll be a link up there. Sorry, and um, 
if you click on the Zazzle, if you go to Zazzle link, I'll give you that link to put into the interview. Sorry. Um, That's all right. We'll put it in the show notes. So if you go over to LimeNinja.com and look for the Red Shoe Day interview, it will, it will be at the bottom of that page there. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm working on the graphics and um, doing some, some various graphics and leases doing the Zazzle shop. So on there is actually a um, shirt where it's got Red Shoe Day and a picture of theatre, you know, and then rem- the words remembering theatre. So and those And again, for people changed. who are new, theatre was the inspiration for this day. She was a young woman with Lyme and she took her life, correct? That's right, yes. Um, 25th of July, which is, is Red, why Red Shoe, you know, it was founded in memory of, of theatre. Um, when she passed, it was just, you know, she was, she was so young. She was such a, you know, no one had sort of a bad word to say against her. She was a very gentle, gentle person. So when she passed, she was, you know, in the, in the Lime Australia Facebook support group, there was mention of it. And I knew that this was something that, that I wanted to do. So we did the six month candles. And um, I said to Lisa when we founded Global Nine that, you know, this is what I wanted. I wanted to do Red Shoe Day and, and make make this happen. So it was important to me. You know, theatre I introduced to um, Lime Australia and friends. And, you know, we didn't – it was – she was – she was um, – so, yeah, so I asked Lisa and, and the, it was a month before – July that one of um, Lisa's friends passed. So the inaugural event was quite important to both of us, I think. And, you know, it's it's really taken off for people to, you know, to connect with that. And, um, you know, she was a young, a young woman who had numerous degrees, um, but she had been housebound for 14 years. You know, she was living a life. She she had done a journalist, um, done journalist school. She had an arts degree, journalist. She had a scholarship to do. Um, uh, she'd won a um, broadcasting degree, uh, uh, a Channel Seven award for a documentary. So she had an internship on the George Negus show, and um, or become all too sick to do that. So, fourteen years of just. So she she um, had gone to see a, a neurologist the day before who told her there was nothing she could do for her. So that was seemed to be the breaking point. She had been to hospital previously and um, they had tied her down to a bed. We discussed that in the, in the first interview. But, you know, they'd tied her down in, in a ward with lights blaring, which for someone with, you know, light sensitivity and migraines was a nightmare. So... She refused to go back to hospital again for a pain, so she ended up feeling that her only choice was to take her own life. So, and that sadly, you know, we have very many people. Um, I think we discussed Bryce a little bit that, you know, this year Carol's going to have a very low key day and have a cup of coffee with, with Bryce's mum, Michelle. And, you know, he was 25 again. You know, he chose to end 
ended on his own terms. Scott, you know, 32. These are just people in Australia that I know. We've lost so many more. But, you know, he put the science out there. He believed the science would. It's the denial from the doctors and um, the scepticism and the taking away of hope that, that most of these, that actually is what sets off, you know, this, well, I'm just going to end it because no one is going, no one believes me and um, no one's going to help. And when I say no one believes me, it's not family members, you know. These family members are so supportive. I, mean, I remember, you know, Carol was theatre's carer for 14 years. Um, Bryce's mum, Michelle, and that was there for him. And, and, you know, Scott's family were all there. They were just looking at, you know, they, everyone's supported, but sometimes it's the treatment that you get. I had to go to hospital myself for something. It's that, it's condescending. Yeah, it's the treatment you get in these hospitals from doctors that are supposed to help you um, that just prefer to think you're crazy than actually treat Lyme or give you a little bit of hope that something's going to change where you go, I'm going back to hospital or I'm not doing this. So, you know, the, the, the um, resounding theme in all of these deaths where, you know, we suicide, euthanizing yourself, um, ending your own suffering, you know, whatever we call it, people are choosing or not choosing, people are left with the thought or that that is the only way. It's not that they lose their love of life. They just want to end the pain. That is the only way that they can see to end their pain. Unfortunately, it also ends their life. But um, So, yeah, we need... We need doctors, a heck of a lot more doctors everywhere around the world to, to start giving patients back hope and to start acknowledging that, you know, instead of saying, because we don't understand this, you know, you don't fit in our box. We can't fix you. It can't possibly be our fault. It's got to be your fault and it's got to all be in your head. You know, that damage that that's doing to patients, and I'm sure it's not just lying patients, to, it's to a lot of, you know, our suicide rates in life in general are increasing to astronomical rates so you know i think we just so we give that one that one day where we can you know i think instead of being scared to talk about death we celebrate life and that happens to to come up you know death happens to be a part of that celebration but it's not what it's all about such a beautiful and moving account of what's what's going on out there and i'm going to say under the radar although it's not really under the radar all the time but like you said we're so busy advocating and learning and trying to figure out our own disease and sometimes these events just kind of pass us by and it is Mm. important to pause and to remember and Mm. this is coming up july 25th so that's just in a few days and Put on some red shoes and take a picture and change your uh, profile picture on Facebook or just post a picture to Facebook. You can post a picture on the Facebook page and uh, the Red Shoe Remembrance page. You can do that, correct? Yes. The Global um, and Invisible Illness Organization page. You can go uh, there and post. 
yet we encourage people to go there and post photos um, and also not just a photo um, if, if you're not if you're not wearing it for a, your shoes for a friend or loved one in particular you can actually you know I think my list is I generally keep it to who I knew personally um, you know just and I write I, I write to try and encourage others to do the same I write my favorite memory or not necessarily my favorite memory but my memory of someone that's passed. So we're encouraging people not to wear their red shoes, but if they are wearing those shoes for a particular person, to also share with us a memory. You know, keep the keep those memories coming. You know, whether it's a funny memory or you know something quirky they did or a nice memory, share that memory. If you're wearing them to show solidarity with the Lyme community, you know, to say you know thinking of all family and friends past, but. We are trying to encourage that celebration, that posting, so they can all go up on the on the Red Shoe Day. Um, the, the second, the first year we had a, a UK lady, Ali B, write a poem. I wear my red shoes, which encompasses everything that we wanted, that we were about. We saw this, and I just went, "Wow!" You know that that is. And the second year we had a lady who saw that poem, Laura from the US. And she said, can I put this to song? And Which she did. And um, Red Shoes is up on SoundCloud. I'm in the process of putting some pictures and um, everything with that. So we should have the video. So we encourage people to also sort of spread that, you know, the poem and the song around. It helps to, you know, give a little bit of an explanation of the fact that we wear our red shoes, you know, for those no longer here. So that's and and celebrate so you know celebrations a hard thing to sort of work into with red do red you know with death but it's a celebration of life so that's that's what we're trying to do and and a lot of the families that I talk to you know uh, even like from the time I've been you know with with Carol with theatre Lisa and I you know she also works with a lot of people and helps, you know, we, we both, you know, take suicide calls or suicide, you know, emails and, and stuff like that and talk to people and try and, you know, and, and um, just give people voices or, or someone to listen. Um, but I'm sorry, I've lost my brain's just gone. Why did I, why did I go back that way? <laughs> but, um, I'm not sure what direction I was going in there, Mackay. We. That's okay. It was a good direction. <laughs> I lost it. The brain sort of. I, I went backwards there somewhere, and and I lost it. So. Well, that's that's great because you you kind of brought yourself to a close, and it's about time to end the interview. So again, we were talking about posting on Facebook and your own pictures of red shoes and you know let's yeah. let's flood the zone so to speak that's a little bit of a football talk but let's let's flood Facebook with pictures of red shoes and uh and, and very just, quickly yeah. sorry you just that's reminded right. me very very quickly before we end that if you do look at the blog post um, or on the website, if you go to the Red Shoe Day, you'll see the blog post and flooding Facebook. And which just reminded me, we are actually we've written a um, letter this year to um, that people can use as a form letter to write to their local newspapers. 
um, and all local media articles and say, you know, so we're, we're trying to flood everywhere, you know, get the new, get into the news, get right to your local. Obviously, they're going to want to know why or how it's relevant to the local newspaper. So include a story of, of why you're wearing your red shoes, but we've made that hopefully easy for people to uh, just a cover letter to, to copy and paste so that they can they don't have to worry about writing all that, which has a bit of a background on Red Shoe Day. So that's up on the website as well. So if people have a look for that. And, yes, flood, flood red shoes. Um, if you do, it would be preferable if, if they do go into the Facebook event page or on our on Global Line um, Facebook page. Sometimes people just put them up on there. And on their like, personal pages, and we miss the pictures because we like to put them all up on the website for memories, but sometimes we'll miss the pictures. So, And let's say this year, let's start it with a Red Shoe Day hashtag. So that way we might be able to find Red Shoe Day 2016. Right, so add add the Red Shoe Day 2016 as the hashtag. I think that's a yes. good idea. Red yeah, Shoe Day 2016. And I'll have a link also to this form letter. If you're willing to, I think it's important for people to give back some way to the larger community to help with Lyme awareness. If we don't do it, nobody else is. And if there is somebody in that you know personally and in a community, and to write, take this form letter and to send it in to the local radio station, the local newspaper, uh, the local TV station to do a little story about Lyme disease. It is summer. Lyme is kind of on top of everybody's mind. And if there's a way to tie it in locally, they will take a, a national story like this or an international story and, and do a local angle on it. So, yeah. you know, depending on what else is going on in the news, if there's nothing going on major, they may be really searching for something, and and this could be it. And if you're willing to talk about that, uh, sh- share your memories, and be a little bit of a public figure for your 15 minutes of fame, it's a great way to do that. So we'll have a, a link on the the show notes for the show. Go to LimeNinjaRadio.com. I'll make it easier for you to find the Red Shoe Day episode, and and then and then take some action. Take some action. Let's let's great. celebrate those who have who have really who who lost the battle with Lyme. Not everybody wins this battle. Not everybody finishes the journey, or their their journey ends sooner than we would like it to. And it's important to to remember these people in our worldwide community. Again, it's easy to do this when they're your neighbors and family and friends and you can go to the funeral home and you can go to the cemetery or have a ashes ceremony i heard a beautiful story about that recently but it's so hard when we're disconnected by the digital divide you know there's no Mm. physicality there we just know a face a name maybe a voice and we still need we're human beings we have the need to remember we have the need to celebrate somebody's life we have the need to grieve some so don't don't just push that off in the corner it's an important part of life and mm. red shoes day red shoe day 2016 hashtag really is an opportunity to do that so please participate be looking forward to seeing you all there thank you so much that was a great interview Yes, it's always a very touching and moving interview. And I'm going to work to get this out, this podcast out, Sunday the 24th. And Red Shoe Day in the U.S. is Monday the 25th. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, you've got time to get your red shoes on. And if you're listening on Monday, hurry up and get your shoes on. And if you missed it, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, get your red shoes on. And if somebody asks you or makes a comment about your shoes, go ahead and tell them what's, what's going on there. And you can wear shoes for somebody specific that you know who's passed away from Lyme disease, or you can just wear it for the Lyme community in general. Also, if you want to check out the past interviews about Red Shoe Day, it's number 48 and number four. And the number four interview has Lisa Hilton on as well. And number 48 is with me and Karen Smith. Also, do me a favor. If you like Lime Ninja Radio, click on over to iTunes and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And the easiest way to do that is you go into iTunes and search for McKay Rippey, and then the podcast will come up. If you type in Lime Ninja Radio, you get all kinds of weird stuff. I don't know why. I don't think there are too many Lime Ninja Radios out there, but if you just search for McKay Rippey, and uh, my name is spelled M-A-C-K-A-Y-R-I-P-P-E-Y, and we'd love to hear from you, and we'll read your review on the show. Yes, we will. And here's a review from Maggie TNY. Lime Ninja Radio has a wealth of information with the podcasts, which the podcasts bring to the fore. The format is interesting and the guests are expert. McKay Rippey knows his subject and has given everyone access to the experts in this field. I'll be listening every week. Thank you, Aurora, and thank you, Maggie TNY. Now, normally, as you longtime listeners know, this podcast ends with a Lime Ninja fact of the day, which is kind of a cheeky joke that we have fun putting together for you every week. But we thought that wouldn't fit the tone of this podcast. So instead, we've got a very special treat for you. Aurora, why don't you tell us about that? We have a special song written just for Red Shoe Day by songwriter Laura Vitale. Laura's music can be heard on SoundCloud and downloaded from Laura Vitale. That's L-A-U-R-A-V-I-T-A-L-E dot bandcamp dot com. Like the poppies that grew where valiant men fell, these red shoes dance on and on in the face of all hell. Our battle ongoing, we remember those lots and why we're still fighting and all that it has cost. Red is the anger that fuels our fight. For invisible illness to be said in plain sight Red are the hands of those who refuse to see The suffering and dying That should never be, never be, never be, never be like the red sky at morning that beckons a storm. Let this be a warning to those who do us harm. We will not be silenced. We're not planning to lose. We're taking a stand now in our red shoes. Red is the anger Invisible illness to be said in 
hands of those who refuse to save the suffering and dying that should never be, never be, never be, never be. For all who still suffer and all who are gone. This army of red shoes will keep on marching on. And maybe someday we'll see on the news. The whole world knows just why we wear our red shoes. Our red shoes. Our red shoes. Our red shoes. Purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique, and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and/or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering. Any new treatment.